Coming to you from Cullowee, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TBD Sportscast College Football, where it's a beautiful day to talk about football. With your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And this episode is entitled Dawn of the Dead Part 2. Last week we said we were going to call this episode Dawn of the Dead Part 2 if West Virginia won, which unfortunately they did not. But we did have some other teams that... But everybody lost. Yeah. We had some, again, uh, Joey had a winning record and I barely had a winning record in picks. And uh, just because the, there's some teams that came back out of nowhere that we should have picked that we didn't. Uh, but yeah, here it is, the Week 10 recap. Starting off with our ACC Game of the Week, number nine, Wake Forest at UNC. Wake starts off strong, jumping ahead by three touchdowns. UNC, though, seemingly down, mounts a comeback and ends up taking the lead and the win, 58-55. to Next up, we head north to the Big Ten with the number three Spartans taking on the Boilermakers. Purdue, who was thought to be a one-win wonder, comes back to life and gets the upset against undefeated Michigan State, 40-29. Into the Big 12 now. Number 11, Oklahoma State against the Mountaineers of West Virginia. Oklahoma State, for the second week in a row, doesn't allow their opponent to score a single touchdown in a dominating 24-3 win. Heading to the SEC for our TBD game of the week, number 13, Auburn in the home with a 12th man against the Aggies. The 12th man makes itself known with the second biggest crowd in AM history. The Aggies take the win with a dominating performance, 20-3. Finally, we head to the West Coast for the Pac-12 game of the week. Number four, Oregon taking on Washington. The Huskies put up a good fight, but are no match for the Oregon offense. The Ducks take it 26-16. to So we talk about these teams coming back to life, namely uh, the UNC offense. I mean, what a game, right? Yeah. What a game against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is up by like three touchdowns, and mm-hmm. they come back. So, And what a stand. I mean, the, the UNC defense, too. I mean, they really did. They stood up. They made it happen. They stood up when in, when they needed to, and, you know, Wake Forest um, got too comfortable. And, you know, that's just what happens when your your defense kind of falls apart and the other team kind of takes advantage of it. Yeah, and then, you know, the next big upset, Purdue, who we thought was not going to beat Michigan State. But I, wanna, I, I didn't get to talk about this last week. But when Michigan State played Michigan, I definitely noticed some holes in the Michigan defense. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and you watch these highlights – from this Michigan State-Purdue game, the Michigan State defense looked helpless. Yeah. I mean, they were running all over the field. They were missing tackles left and right. Penalties. And I mean, yeah. And, I mean, David Bell, what a, what a wide receiver, man. What a guy from Purdue. I mean, he was making the most insane catches, and they were just playing smart, mature football, and that's why they won this game. And the Spartans couldn't stand under the pressure. So. Nope. But, yeah, this is now we're going to go into something called TBD Takeaways. This is a new segment here on TBD Sportscast. We were doing overrated, underrated, but, you know, we're pretty far along into the season. We're getting close to the playoffs. Getting, I mean, we only have three more weeks of the regular season left. So this is what it is. Number one, Georgia is still the team to beat. It's the defense. It's the defense that stands up. You would notice at the end of the game, Missouri was driving down the field. And because we had our backups in, they got down to the one-yard line. And what do you know? Here come the starters. And we keep them on fourth and goal with three seconds left from scoring any points on the one-yard line. So, I mean, it's definitely that defense. I mean, Georgia does have a top-ten offense, but they still need to get the receivers back, who we saw Jermaine Burton coming back in. But, yeah, a lot of of great things. Number two, Alabama definitely has some holes they need to fix. And as of right now, could still definitely take a loss. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know who it'll be against, but... It could happen. It could happen in the SEC championship. It could. I mean, it could happen against Auburn. I mean, it could happen against, you know, uh, Arkansas even. But 
definitely some holes and definitely a team that can take the loss. One of the biggest things this week, number 19, Purdue, could definitely shake some things up in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a good team, not the best team, but they are a good team. Uh, two, I mean, two top four wins mm-hmm. in one season. Like, yeah. that's insane, let alone top ten. And so. the, yeah, and that brings us into the next thing. Number four, Ohio State, is definitely beatable as well. Nebraska held them within nine points, a touchdown and a field goal. So, yeah. I mean, it was a freaking close game, and and that was in the shoe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're playing this weekend, and, I mean, Purdue really could cause an upset for yeah. Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's offense definitely did not show out like they have been this season, uh, for the most part this season. Um, but we'll just have to see. Definitely. ACC now is definitely out of the playoffs with number 12 Wake Forest loss against USC, who who's not a bad team. UNC is not a bad team. The ACC isn't a bad conference this no. season. Like, if you look at it, UNC, yeah, they don't have the best record, but, you know, they're a good team. Yeah. You got Pitt, good team. Wake Forest, good team. NC State, good team. Clemson isn't their best, but still yeah. Still really good. Great defense. So, like, Louisville, great, good team. So, like, Miami has now got a winning record after going 0-4. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number 11, Texas A&M may be the team to beat in the SEC West and honestly probably should be in the top 10. Um, Agree to disagree, but. Yeah. <laughs> Number 23, Fresno State. Okay, yeah. Why were they in the CFP 25 in the first place? They took a loss by like twenty points to Boise State. Dude, I don't even know where they came from. I was I just either. like, "Wait, Fresno State is in this now?" Well, they like, can't even decide, bro. It's like they, they, it's like at the beginning of the season they were really, really good. Yeah. And then they took some losses, and then they won a game again, and they came back in, and then they took a loss to Boise State. So I, I think, I think the CFP they they wanted to switch it up. They were like, "Let's take UTSA out and put Fresno State in," and then they were like, "No, no, 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 let, let's fix this." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, okay, something else too. Number 21 Pitt, they are not out yet. No. Like I said, great team, not the best losses, but you know, still a really good team. Oh, for Heisman sure. Heisman contender in their quarterback. And then, you know, the Clemson Louisville game, probably the coolest game I've watched this season. I mean, always a good game between Clemson and Louisville. Uh, last classic. Time. A classic. I mean, <laughs> Louisville's never beaten Clemson, but you know, it this game came down just like the Lamar Jackson game where it came down to the goal line and, you know, the defense for Clemson just stepped up and made the stop that they needed to make. Uh, and it was just an awesome game. Clemson's offense definitely stepped up a good bit. Probably the best they've played this season. Uh, still not the greatest, but yeah, I'm happy improvement for sure. For Especially for a Clemson team that did not have such a great start to the season. We're definitely seeing some improvement. I mean, hey, Clemson has some good losses, though. You got it. Close losses. Good close losses. Georgia. That was and that was because of the defense. NC State. That was because of the defense. Pitt. Yeah. Like those are three good losses. Like good Pitt teams was a, was a to good lose team for to. sure. Yeah. Pitt was a game team. Yeah. But anyway, now moving on to our week ten game of the week. This is our Big Twelve game. There was a couple games that we were really looking at, but we think that this one is probably one of the closest matchups. So this is why we're going Maybe. with it. So number eight, <laughs> Oklahoma. At number 13, Baylor at 12 p.m. This has a lot of CFP resonance with it because if Oklahoma takes a loss here, they're out. They're done. I, I feel like they've been out um, 
for a good bit. I mean, being at number eight, it's going to be tough getting up there unless they get this win. Um, but, you know, they have so many teams ahead of them. Meanwhile, Baylor at 13, they could see their way into the top 10, even though ha- coming off of a loss uh, last week. Um, I don't know, man. Like Oklahoma definitely with Caleb Williams has been – they've been good and they have been iffy. I mean, the Kansas game kind of just sits in my head. Uh, meanwhile, Baylor did not look too great last week. Against like, TCU, no. No, and they had the chance to come back and win the game and, you know, interception. So Absolutely. it was, can Baylor, like, break through the pressure, show up, show out against Oklahoma, or will they crack under pressure? And, you know, it's at Baylor, uh, Oklahoma, not showing not to do good on in away games this season. Um, it's going to be a tough one, but, uh, I have to go Oklahoma. I would say that, yeah, while they have not done well in away games, they somehow always pull it out Mm -hmm. like right against Texas. And and that was Texas started with Rattler, right? Mm -hmm. Then Rattler came out. Who's also, you know, deciding to enter the transfer portal. So yeah, there's that come to Clemson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but also Caleb Williams now is in and like you said this man knows how to play football he's smart about things he's mature for a Mm -hmm. freshman quarterback he's very good so I'm with you I say Oklahoma wins this Uh, I think Baylor has a pretty good chance being that it's on the road yeah. But when this game, when it comes to this game, Oklahoma usually pulls it out anyway. So it, it it could either be a blowout, like a not a blowout, a shootout, or you know, it could be a blowout. Yeah, like it really it's, it, it's going to be a high score no yeah. matter what. The holidays are coming, meaning the playoffs are coming. With the CFP rankings, we're going to talk about the leaving and the joining and some of our thoughts. So first up, leaving number 17, Mississippi State, after a close, close loss to Arkansas. Missed a field goal to go into overtime. I mean, they I don't even know how they jumped so high to begin with, but uh I mean we talked about this last week, right? I mean, you know, 17 Mississippi State, you can't rank them below Kentucky. Yeah. And so, you know, they didn't want to drop Kentucky that far. So they wanted to put Mississippi State in. So that mm-hmm. was just kind of the best of both worlds. But either way, yeah, a loss to Arkansas. They're already, I think they're like a four-loss team now. So yeah. yeah, Mississippi State, I agree with them dropping out. That makes sense. Speaking of Kentucky, Kentucky is also the next team leaving the top 25 uh, with a loss as well, which is kind of foreseen. I feel like every team who has played Georgia has gone on a losing streak uh, for a little bit. So kind of foresaw that. Uh, next yeah. team is uh, Minnesota dropping out. Um, Makes sense. Lost to Illinois, who, by the way, has proven not to be a bad team this season. Not a bad team, but not a great team. Mm-mm. And then kind of talked about it earlier, Fresno State. Shouldn't have been here in the first place. Yeah. Now going into joining, we got Arkansas coming back into the top 25. Um, good team. I definitely think they're risk takers for sure. Uh, which can cost them games and win them games. That's just Sam Pittman for you. Yeah. Uh, Number 24, Utah. Um, Utah has proven not to stay in the top 25 for very long. We'll Uh, see. Their their offense is very slow. And the Pac-12 is actually really competitive this year. Oh, yeah. When it comes to Utah, Arizona State, and Oregon, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really competitive for the championship. Yeah. Uh, number 23, UTSA. Who um, I see is like a Fresno State. I would say that I don't know why they came back in. Like they're undefeated. They're, yeah, that's why. Yeah. I don't uh, see it. 
number 19, Purdue. 100% agree with this. This is this is a really, really good pickup, and I agree with them 100% being here. They're a 6-3. They're a three-loss team, but, I mean, they have a win against number two, Iowa, at the time. They have a win against number three, Michigan State, at the time. I mean, dude, that's two top four wins in yeah. one season as an unranked team. Yep. That's crazy. Um, but let's talk about some thoughts about this uh, This most recent rankings so the top six yeah the top six right now michigan at six number five cincinnati number four ohio state number three oregon number two alabama and number one georgia of course number one georgia makes sense they're undefeated and we've had some pretty good wins number Mm -hmm. two alabama makes sense number three oregon makes sense because they have to be ranked above ohio state obviously uh cincinnati and then here's where things get interesting this is where there's been some controversy here uh they ranked michigan above Michigan State after losing to an unranked team. Yeah, I mean, the problem is with this, and I can see the controversy here, is Mm -hmm. that last week when the first uh, college football playoff rankings came out, they said that losses come into play. Mm -hmm. We can't put Ohio State over Oregon after having a loss to Oregon. Yeah. So they kind of shot themselves in the foot this week by Mm -hmm. you know going against exactly what they said they were going to be doing this season yeah and it doesn't make sense well it does make sense in a way but you have to look at it from both sides so one side right like you're saying the losses you can't have a team in there you can't put michigan state below michigan because they beat them Mm -hmm. but at the same time they were number three and lost to an unranked team so it kind of has to balance out but what's more what's worse well or what's better is the worst loss or is the win against Michigan better? So which team actually deserves to be six? I would say Michigan State deserves to be six. I would stay stick with the stick with the wins and losses. And I think that because that Michigan State beat Michigan and they're both seven and one, I think that that's that's the deal. But they also probably did it because even though they're both seven and one, Michigan's loss was to a ranked team and Michigan State's loss was to an unranked team. But we've seen Purdue be really, really good at times. Yeah, I was about to say the whole unranked part is kind of irrelevant only because of the wins that Purdue has. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they're a really good unranked team if they're going to be an unranked team. Meanwhile, I mean, I like Michigan State. I do, too. Don't get me wrong. Walker's a freaking beast. But um, Michigan State has shown... To have some gaps. Yeah. And, you know, Michigan, although they came up short, they were very close to beating Michigan State. Oh, yeah. So, overall, balance-wise, I do understand seeing Michigan as a better team than Michigan State, only Mm -hmm. because I would trust them more to beat, you know, Oregon or Ohio State or Cincinnati. Yeah. Compared to Michigan State, who has proven to have some problems on defense. And, you know, when they face off against a good defense, yeah, they kind of come up short. So makes sense. But another one now. So Oklahoma, for sure, Ohio State and Bama, all three of those teams, they have to win out in order to say CFP contenders. If Oklahoma takes a loss, they're out for sure because they're ranked number eight. Like if they lose to Baylor this weekend, gone. Ohio State, if they take a loss, well, it's Purdue and they're ranked. But still, I mean... If they take a loss to Purdue this week, then they're probably dropping in there. Even if they beat Purdue this week, uh, you got to look at they got to still face Michigan State and Michigan. Yeah, which is not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. 
Uh, and then Bama, they must win out in order to stay safe. They have to. I mean, if they lose one more time, they're out of the SEC championship. Texas A&M takes that slot. And that's where win losses come in because they'll both be 7-2, and two, but Texas A&M is one of the wins over Bama. So yeah. Texas A&M actually gets a spot at the SEC championship to go up against Georgia, who, by the way, has clinched the SEC East officially this week. And in and, and which, you know, Bama has to have the SEC. If they're going to take a second loss... Like they're gonna have to hope Texas A&M loses, and you know mm-hmm. they need that SEC championship to have a chance at it. But then again, Georgia will most likely win it. Definitely. So when we look at the top ten as well, we see Notre Dame in the top ten at number nine, which makes no sense. Now, I really would say that Texas A&M should be top ten, but they should at least be over Notre Dame. We can agree. I think we can disagree that Texas A&M whether or not they should be in the top ten, but I think we can both agree that they have more impressive wins than Notre Dame. I definitely think Texas A&M has more impressive wins than Notre Dame. My situation is I don't see them as a top 10 team. Mm -hmm. I see plenty of other teams as top 10 teams. Um, I don't think in a sense where it's Texas A&M or Notre Dame, Texas A&M. Yeah. But would I put either of them in the top 10? No. Moving on now to our big week 11 matchups. Starting out on Saturday now, have some matchups here that we'll try to get through pretty quick, but uh, a lot of these are actually really important matchups for the CFP. So starting out on Saturday, number six, Michigan at Penn State at 12 p.m. Unfortunately, although Penn State got all the way up to the top four earlier within this season, that was with AP poll. Yeah. Another unfortunate thing is they're not ranked at all now. Another unfortunate thing is what happened <laughs> their defense was doing really good mm-hmm. their offense was holding up it wasn't the best but it was holding up with you know they were getting a lot of support from the defense so they were able to make plays in the long run recently that has not happened uh michigan really good team this year yes they have one loss that's against michigan state really good offense and you know came down to a pretty much the final few minutes final minute so you know i I definitely think Michigan's going to win this, even though it's at Penn State. It's a 12 p.m. game. It's not going to be, like, super freaky uh, environment. So I'm going to take Michigan. Yeah. um, You know, I think it all started when Sean Clifford got hurt against Iowa, and then Mm -hmm. then Iowa won that game by a field goal. And, I mean, it's just, you know, I think that their morale just got burnt. But really, I mean, you know, that was a really, really, really big matchup. So I think that I think Michigan still wins this. I think Penn yeah. State puts up a really good fight. I mean, you got to think about this. Penn State in the shoe at Ohio State. I mean, yeah. got really, really close. They couldn't pull it out, which sucked. Yeah. But they got really close. I mean, Penn State is not a team to mess with. And they're going to be in at Penn State. Yeah. So I think, uh, man, this is really difficult. I'm going to say Penn State. Okay. I'm going to say Penn State win this. Uh, I think just because they're being, you know, with them being at home and, you know, with the way they played against Ohio State uh, and the way that Michigan played against Michigan State, which is a really close game, but still, I think Penn State could cause some could cause some trouble for Michigan if they're not careful. Now, don't get me wrong. This could possibly also be one of few trap games coming up to the Michigan-Ohio oh, State game. Oh, yeah. So this could possibly be an upset. It's definitely going to be out there, but I, I just see Michigan taking this one because they're getting really, really prepared and anxious for that Ohio State game. Definitely. Up next, we have Mississippi State at number 17, Auburn at 12 p.m. And like we said before, Mississippi State. Not bad. Not bad. Not good. Not good. Mississippi State, uh, you know, has had some wins. You know, have some Against some good wins. teams. Mississippi State beating Texas A&M at the home of the 12th man. 
Beating Kentucky. Beating Kentucky. I mean, this is, I mean, in Auburn, who couldn't even score a touchdown on Texas A&M. So, really, I mean, like, what are we going to see happen here? Because it's going to be kind of crazy. I foresee something where, yes, Mississippi State's offense is really good. Their defense is kind of here and there spotty. Uh, I think Auburn's offense is really good, and their defense is a good support. It has its problems at times, but you know it's a problem at times. But some, most of the time, they're they're pretty good. Uh, I think that Auburn is going to pull this out by a hair. I think it's going to be one of those shootout kind of things. I think Bo Nix is going to really have to show up, show out. Same with um, Tank B, Tank Bigs, Bigsby, Bigsby. <laughs> Tank Bigsby. Um, so, but I think it's going to be a close shootout with Auburn winning it. Wow, I mean that's pretty. Woo! This is another hard one, man. I'm going to say Mississippi State wins this, and I'm not just trying to go opposite of you. I mean, I'm picking the upsets this week for sure. But I mean, Mississippi State—they've been known to cause some trouble, and mm-hmm. and at these away games, like when they go play other places, they they do pretty well. Yeah. So I think that with the way they've been playing, I think Mississippi State's going to take it over number 17 Auburn. And okay. if that happens, I think that if, if Mississippi State wins this game, not saying they're going to, but I'm saying if they do, Auburn will not be in the top 25 next week. Most likely not. So, but next up, now this was the game that we were having the trouble deciding whether or not this was going to be a game of the week. Number 19, Purdue, at number four, Ohio State, at 3.30 p.m. I mean, Purdue going into Iowa, beating Iowa Oh yeah, this season. Granted, their next top four win was at Purdue against Michigan State. Purdue has a good record against top four teams. Uh, mm. They beat number two. They beat number three. All they have left is number four and one. They're never going to beat number one. But number four, possibly. Uh, this is at Ohio State um, at 3.30 in the horseshoe. But we've been seeing, though, that just because it's at Ohio State doesn't mean really mean anything this season. Oregon beat Ohio State at Ohio State. Nebraska kept it close. Penn State kept it close. Mm-hmm. It's almost like their fan atmosphere has just declined this season. Yeah. They're not helping the team like they should be. But if they show up this week, it's going to make it really difficult for Purdue. But I think this is – I'm making my pick. I say Purdue is going to beat Ohio State. Because Damn everybody it, was like, my pick. I'm sorry, bro. Everybody was saying, like, you know, oh, Oregon's not going to beat Ohio State. Purdue's yeah. not going to beat Iowa. Purdue's not going to beat Michigan State. And then, I mean, dude, Purdue beat Michigan State 40 to 23. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think Purdue wins this. I foresee Ohio State winning this, but I'm picking Purdue to win this. I think it's going to be a shootout, I think. I think that, I mean, either it's either going to be, a, I mean, I'm not saying Ohio State cannot win this game because mm-hmm. it's going to be really close. But I still say that Purdue takes it out. I don't know about a shootout. I think the defense is picking up like a bit. And Ohio State's offense hasn't been playing as spectacular. I mean, struggling against... They don't against, have Gilbert Wilson? Yeah, and struggling against um, Nebraska. Nebraska's defense. Uh, you know, we just got to see how Purdue's offense can hold up against Ohio State's defense. Facts. And up next, number one, Georgia at Tennessee at 3.30 p.m., uh, I put this on here because as a Georgia fan, this is the one game this, is this the season one game that, that I'm worried mad. about. I'm worried about this game. Yeah, because of that one season. That, that one, one season, season. With that Hail Mary, which is ridiculous. But still, I mean, I, I know that I don't have any reason to worry because I know the defense is going to stand up. But Tennessee's been getting better and better and better. Yeah. So we're going to go. I mean, so my thing is, are we going to go 
from last week where Tennessee scored, you know, like almost 50 points on Kentucky to this week where they only scored 13 against Georgia. And we've seen teams do that. We've seen teams do that against Georgia this season where they don't they've been scoring a bunch of points. I mean, like, you know, we saw that against Arkansas and then Arkansas came into Sanford and just, you know, now it does worry me, too, that this is a nailing stadium. Mm-hmm. But I, I still say Georgia's going to win this. I don't see I don't see Tennessee doing it. I'm picking Georgia, too. I think Tennessee, I don't think they're deep enough. Here's what I think. I think Tennessee pulls something weird where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna lead on y'all for a little bit for the first like quarter or maybe first half, as they have been mm-hmm. all season, and then they're gonna give it up as they have been yeah, all season." Like I said, they're not that deep. Played really good against Alabama, who's in Alabama's defense is not as good as Georgia's. Yeah, I think that, like I said, they're not that deep. They're gonna go in. They're like you said, they're gonna lead early and then not gonna be able to pull it off so but either way i think this is this i don't want to say this is the best offense that we've seen but hendon hooker is known to cause some problems so Mm -hmm. next up number 11 texas a&m and number 15 ole miss at 7 p.m uh (laughs) this is a this is this is gonna be a good game i feel like yeah i think it's gonna be a good game but texas a&m's defense has been showing that they're still Mm -hmm. good uh, and you know, Ole Miss having some problems recently. So, fortunately, I gotta go Texas A&M. Who do I want to win this game? Ole Miss. Texas A&M. Oh, I want Texas A&M to win this game because then if Alabama, if, the, if Texas A&M takes a loss right here, then Alabama automatically clinches the West. That's true. So that means that Alabama would have to get two more losses. Yeah. So I, I don't see that happening. One loss, maybe, but not two. So because Maybe. if they lose the SEC championship, right, and that's the one loss that we need, but I don't see them getting a regular season loss and another one. But I'm going to say Texas a wins this game simply because of the defense. I mean, they held Auburn to yeah. a field goal, and that's it. Now, yeah. this is at Ole Miss, right? So, I mean, hotty toddy, right? <laughs> Maybe, but, you know, I just don't foresee. I think Texas A&M's defense really holds up. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss's offense wasn't too spectacular against Liberty, um, so... Texas yeah. A&M. I would probably say that this is Texas A&M's most difficult game with what's left. They have at Texas A&M this weekend, Prairie View, which is going to be a blowout. And then the final week, they're playing LSU. So LSU, LSU might be yeah, tough. LSU could be tough, but I, I see this as probably, if this is if, if it's going to be a game that takes them out, I think that Ole Miss is going to be the one. Oh, yeah. Uh, next game is number 16, NC State uh, versus number 12, Wake Forest. Um, at 7-3. This is tough. This is guess tough. what? NC if State, NC has a State loses this, right? They're gone. Not ne- well. They're out of the top twenty-five, but they still have to p- play Syracuse and UNC. Good in which, Lord. if they lose one of those two games plus this game, Clemson's in the ACC championship for the, another season. Uh, please, NC State, please. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm sorry I, I'm just messing around. No, you're good. But <laughs> NC State's defense is really good. Yeah, uh, they were showing some stats within the last game. They they've been playing very well ever since the Clemson game. I think that game kind of woke them up a little bit, and they were like, "Oh, that's what a good defense plays like." Um, so, meanwhile, Wake Forest really good offense, uh, not so much a defense. It's really tough. Yeah, really really tough. It's at Wake Forest at 7.30. I am going to have to go. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Want me to go first? Yeah, because <laughs> here, here's my problem. If Wake Forest loses this, they can easily lose to Clemson. Yeah. In which that gives them three losses in the ACC, which puts Clemson in too. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like this game determine like no matter what this game could determine Clemson's fate. Yeah. Uh, This is really difficult. I mean, like you said, NC State with a really good defense and a pretty stacked offense. Wake Forest, not with much of a defense, but a really, really good offense. I mean, this is really hard. And when it comes down to it, I mean, like what's going to be... I mean, NC State has a really, really good record against some pretty, really good teams. I mean, yeah, a couple losses, but I mean, you know, Wake Forest was unranked, but not with a lot of great wins. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say NC State. I'm going to say NC State wins. I'm going to say because of the defense, uh, Wake Forest is going to have some issues. That's mm-hmm. that's what I think, and I think morale is gonna 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 be low after taking a loss to UNC. I think they're gonna get exposed by NC State. I think the exact same thing. I think yeah. NC State wins this. I don't care who wins this now. Thinking about it, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really Clemson matter. Clemson just yeah. has to beat Wake Forest. Wake Forest has to lose this. So, I hope NC State wins. <laughs> I know you do, but this game I'm actually kind of excited about because because of the implications and because of what could happen here with the CFP. Number nine, mm-hmm. Notre Dame at Virginia at seven thirty. I mean, look, Virginia's not a bad team. They're not a great team. Their defense is pretty good. Their offense, it's it's spotty. It's spotty. Meanwhile, Notre Dame starting to figure out their multi-quarterback system. Uh, their offensive line is pretty good. Uh, and their defense, not too, not too bad. Uh, plus, you know, their running back core is really good as well. I think Notre Dame takes this away. Unfortunately, but. I think Notre Dame with like looking at the way like the, I mean, yeah, they've beat some teams. I mean, but not any great ones. Virginia has, you know, played really, really well this season. I'm going to say Virginia wins this. OK. I mean, when you when you just look at it, I mean, Virginia has a really, really stacked offense and Notre Dame doesn't have that much of defense. I mean, like they couldn't I mean, they really couldn't hold Cincinnati. I mean, and it's Cincinnati. But then you go back and look like Cincinnati, you know, they struggled against Tulsa. They struggled against the Navy. So, I mean, how how good really is Notre Dame? I, I say that Virginia, even though they struggled last week against B, or a couple weeks ago against BYU, I still think that they're looking really, really, really good. So that's that's what I say. And they're coming off a bye week. They were ready to you know get after this win. I think that I think that Virginia is going to take this home, okay. with it being at Virginia as well in the home atmosphere. So yeah. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. We're super excited to watch some college football this weekend, and uh, we hope you are too. And uh, yeah, that's been our episode. Yeah, and always remember. No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. There is a Father in heaven who loves you, who wants a relationship with you, who can cleanse you, who can redeem you. Even when you think you can't be redeemed, Jesus can save you. We want you to know that. We want you to know that we're praying for you, that you can always hit us up in our Instagram DMs or on Facebook, that we'll be praying for you, and that we will talk to you about Jesus or anything you want to talk about all day long. Catch us back here every Friday. We're so thankful for our listeners. We're so thankful for you. And we will see you back right here. Bye. Later. Bye.